your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Thanks to everybody who joined last night during the third period. And keep an eye out for future Locker Rooms hosted by me, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we will recap the Game 2 loss for the Minnesota Wild to the Vegas Golden Knights to even the series at one game apiece and send things to the XL Energy Center with the Wild now possessing home field advantage throughout the rest of the series. We'll break down all the keys, some of the good performances, some of the not-so-good performances, a lot to digest from last night's epic Game 2. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage and the last couple of seasons focusing exclusively on the Minnesota Wild. What a game last night, and uh, unfortunately for the Wilds, they had happened to them what happened to Vegas in Game 1, where it, it was pretty clear that the Wilds uh, controlled the action for uh, a majority of the game in Game 2. I would say the Wild were the better team. But uh, unfortunately, Vegas was able to get another brilliant performance from Marc-Andre Fleury. And they took advantage of a 18-second lapse of judgment by the Minnesota Wild to uh, win the game and pick up a, uh, a pivotal game, too, in this series, at least for Vegas. So uh, the Wilds head back to XL Energy Center with the series tied one game apiece. And... Before we get into anything that we saw in the action last night, let's just keep things in perspective. I know there were some people upset with uh, what happened in the game last night, uh, particularly that penalty that was called with one minute and 30 seconds left to play in the game, Um, which, by the way, it it was a penalty. I know what people were upset about in that uh, there were some things that were perceived to have not been called throughout uh, the course of the game, and then all of a sudden a penalty is called um, that late in the game. I I understand how that looks. At the same time, it was a trip. It was an appropriate call uh, for the Wild. Um, That's that's just the way it goes sometimes. And uh, if you want to be upset with one particular thing that happened in uh, last night's game, be upset with Marc-Andre Fleury. And the fact that the Wild couldn't crack him for the second consecutive game, despite having major opportunities that uh, that were more high leverage, Uh, the Wild had a much better shot selection in this game than they did in game one. Uh, A lot more high leverage opportunities. Marc-Andre Fleury was just better, and uh, he has been all season season and uh, all series so far. So... You just have to keep riding the fact that at some point Flurry is going to blink and uh, the Wild, if they continue to do what they have done through these first two games of the series, they will get to him and they will end up doing so in a way that wins them games. It's going to be very tough for Vegas now on the road to, uh, to handle the home field domination that the Wild have at the XL Energy Center. So if you would have told me heading into game three that we would be tied at 1-1 I'd say that's mission accomplished if you would have told me that the Wild would have played like the better team for a good majority 
of the first two games. I would take that for sure. If you would have told me that if the Wild take care of business in games three and four, that they would head back to Vegas with a chance to win the series, I would say that that is something we all would want as well. So, yes, it's frustrating to have a game like last night where the Wilds have chances. They just can't cash in on them, and they get the go-ahead goal and then immediately give up the lead, and uh, Vegas then doesn't look back after that. Yes, that's frustrating, but at the same time, I think we undersold Vegas a little bit heading into uh, Game 2 in that they were just going to roll over and uh, and not put up any sort of a fight. This Vegas team is very good. They were the top team in the division for most of the season up until a late push by Colorado. And if not for the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights, if the Wild were in any other division, they're probably the two seed. Maybe the one seed. But that's just how the puck bounces sometimes. And uh, the Wild have given Vegas everything they could handle. They had them on the ropes and uh, took the one nothing lead. But then that sequence in front of Cam Talbot, where basically the entire Wild defense kind of fell asleep, took their foot off the throttle, and the Golden Knights were able to cash in and uh, tie the game. That sucked the momentum out of the Wild at that point, and they did not get it back. That is what good teams do. That is how good teams win games when they are outplayed. And uh, we saw it from the Wild in Game 1. They were thoroughly outplayed in Period 1. And yet they still were able to weather that storm and uh, find an opportunity late in that game in overtime to win it. So that's what good teams do, is what we saw last night, is they weather the storm and they find an opportunity when you least expect it. They cash in and they leave you scratching your head going into game three. So I'm not discouraged after what we saw last night because a lot of the things, as we'll get to here in uh, the next segment, a lot of the things that we wanted to see from the Wild heading into Game 2 happened. And uh, really not much you can ask for this team through those first two games to be 1-1, one and one, heading home, and uh, feeling like you have been the better team for a good majority of the uh, first two games. So that's just kind of my overall summary of what we saw in last night's game. Um, we will get into some specifics with uh, the next couple of segments here today, but uh, that's just the the casual general obser- observation of uh, what we saw in game two. Up next, we will hand out our three stars of the game. We'll also look at some of the objectives that we set heading into game two and see if the Wild checked the boxes or not. A lot more breakdown to come. Fresh off of a 3-1 to loss for the Minnesota Wilds. That is next here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. You can find me hosting rooms for Lockdown Wild once a week, and you can join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Wild podcast through our locker room conversations. So keep an eye out for next week's room. Depends on where the Wild are at with their playoff schedule, but uh, we will definitely have a lock, uh, locker room coming up uh, during next week's games. So head to the free locker room app now. 
currently available on all iOS devices. Make sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Make sure to follow me when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Keep an eye out on Twitter for when I'll be hosting the next Lockdown Wild Room. See you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. If you're looking for a delicious treat that can also help you get into better shape, have I got a great one for you. It's Built Bar, the amazing tasting and good for you protein bar. Built Bar's got nine delicious flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. If you're not sure which Built Bar flavor is the one for you, you can grab a mixed box, which has two each of the nine flavors. The best part about Built Bar is that they are good for you. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein, are only 130 calories, have only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. There are a couple of flavors that have more than that, too. They are packed with protein. So head to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Continuing with our Game 2 recap of the Wild Golden Knights, in which Vegas won 3-1 to to even the series up, at one game apiece. If you followed me on Twitter or listened to our Keys to Game 2 episode of uh, Locked on Wild, I did have some objectives that were laid out that uh, I wanted to see from the team heading into Game 2. And so uh, we'll look at those a a little bit here just to see where the team did well and where we once again can improve heading into Game 3. So obviously one of the biggest keys was a better start. You can't allow the Vegas Golden Knights to dictate the tempo as much as they did in the first period of Game 1. And that was a uh, much better first period effort from the Wild in Game 2. They were the ones that pushed the pace, controlled the uh, the time in the Vegas zone, and uh, came up with a ton of high-leverage shot opportunities that just did not get past Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, the line of... Jewel Erickson Eck, Jordan Greenway, Marcus Foligno, they were doing their thing, being physical and uh, bullying the uh, the Golden Knights. And the team overall just, it seemed like they had that intensity that um, that they needed to make sure that, uh, that Game 2 got off to a much better start and that they didn't allow anything fluky to where maybe you allow a first period goal and you give Vegas some confidence heading into the uh, the second period and the rest of the game. The Wild did their job. The only thing that they didn't do in the first period was get a goal. Had they done that, the uh, the game could have taken on an entirely different complexity uh, than it did. But uh, nonetheless, a much better first period for the Wild. And so they uh, they definitely completed that objective by uh, by coming out swinging there in the uh, in the first against the Golden Knights. Uh, another thing that we wanted to see now this one is interesting because we wanted to see better production from the Kevin Fiala, Victor Rask and Marcus Johansson line and Kevin Fiala had his best game in a long time. Was uh, absolutely flying up and down the ice like a man possessed. He had a ton of shots on his own. His line mates did not do him any favors. Marcus Johansson was uh, was pretty rough the entire game. Victor Rask hit another crossbar, which is about the most consistent thing that he's done this season. 
is uh, is hitting the crossbar or the post without uh, getting the puck in the net. Those two were definitely holding Kevin Fiala back in last night's game. Had there been any other line mates with Fiala, it's likely that he scores maybe more than once. He just put that much energy into the game, and he was that much of a positive force for this team that uh, he, he did his job, but the rest of his line definitely did not show up to play in, um, in last night's game. Some of the other elements, the, uh, the power play for the Wild, not uh, as sharp as we had seen it over the, uh, the last month and a half of games. So that is, uh, is something that the Wild are going to need to clean up. It's not something to be overall overly concerned about uh, per se, although the Golden Knights penalty kill was, uh, was not particularly strong uh, down the stretch either. Uh, their power play not super great as well, but uh, the Wild did allow in that, uh, that final minute 30 stretch where the Wild were on the penalty kill, the Wild did allow a power play goal to uh, Alex Took uh, in, that, uh, in that span. So their penalty kill did give up a power play goal late in the game. Not really one that mattered, though. At that point, the, uh, the game was pretty much well in hand. So power play and the penalty kill need uh, a little bit of work, although the penalty kill has been pretty good. Uh, over the first two games of the series. The uh, the one that I'll throw in that just frustrates me as a fan, as somebody who covers this team, we have to stop letting former Wild players score against this team. Alex took with two goals last night, the, uh, the game-tying goal, and uh, then the third goal of the game to make it 3-1 to one and push the game out of reach at that point. It seems like every game... Took plays against the uh, the Wild. He scores either a goal or has an assist, one of the two, and it just it's enough to drive you bonkers. And uh, it really makes me appreciate so much that uh, expansion draft decision to push uh, Alex Took to the uh, the Golden Knights to try to protect Matt Dumba amongst others. So Wild need to do just a better job of uh, of keeping players like that quiet. And uh, they're going to need some of their star players to uh, show up a little bit more as well. I I want to preface this carefully because I thought Kirill Kaprizov had a good game last night because, again, he has, and I've just taken to calling them alien-level passes. He had a handful of those again last night where he's setting guys up. He had a behind-the-back pass to Matt Zuccarello. And Zuccarello just could not handle it. If he gets that cleanly, I think he's able to sneak it past Fleury for a goal. Uh, it was right behind the net, um, poked towards the uh, the faceoff circle. And if Zuccarello handles that cleanly and he's able to get a shot off right away, Fleury was not looking in that direction for the puck at all. So I think they uh, I think they get him there. Um, and Kaprizov had a bunch of other plays in uh, in that game. That line with what Ryan Hartman has done over the first two games of this series, that line is incredibly due for uh, for some sort of a goal. And I would hope that they'll get one in game three. I feel like they will get one at home at least, maybe a couple, because they were, again, they had a ton of opportunities to uh, try to sneak one past Flurry. Um, in last night's game. They just couldn't ultimately do it. And Ryan Hartman... I said it. Uh, I said it pretty much the back half of the season 
that I wanted to see him moved back to a wing position as opposed to playing a center. If he plays like that for um, an extended stretch, he can center any line he wants to for all I care. That is exactly what we needed heading into the series, and he has more than lived up to uh, to that. Um, just being a playmaker and uh, and playing in step with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. So that line is definitely due. You had Kevin Fiala resurgent in uh, in last night's game, but his line mates have to step it up, and we'll talk more about that in tomorrow's show, in which we look at the keys to a game three win for the Wild. Next up, we will hand out our three stars of the night and we'll uh, wrap up with some final thoughts of the uh, 3-1 to one loss for the Minnesota Wild in Game 2 to even the series at one game apiece. More to come here on Locked on Wild. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. The Stanley Cup playoffs are underway. The NBA playoffs also underway. And Major League Baseball is in full swing unless you're the Twins, so there is plenty for you to track at betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info and figure out all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action as well. So before the next pitch, before puck drop, before the opening tip, before your tea time, head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines for a second longer. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff push. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Final stretch of today's Locked on Wild. Recapping the Wilds 3-1 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 2 of their Best of 7 series. Series even now at one game apiece, and we shift to the XL Energy Center starting on Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh, as the Wild try to get back on top in the series uh, two games to one. Three stars of the nighttime and just some final, uh, final observations from last night's game in which, uh, if you can't tell, a little tired because that game did not get done until after midnight by the time all of the uh, post-game reaction and everything was done. But uh, we're, we're toughing it out, and uh, I'll, I'll sleep all of tonight um, to be ready for tomorrow's game. So three stars of the night. Third star of the night, I think I'm going to go with Cam Talbot, who again had some just incredible saves in, uh, in the game to loss. Unfortunately for the Wild, as I said, the defense and uh, a couple of players, in addition, lost focus for a span of about 18 seconds, and that allowed Vegas to tie the game, and basically from then on, the Golden Knights had all of the momentum after the Wild took that one nothing lead. Had the Wild kept their focus and kept the puck out of in front of Cam Talbot, uh, I think... They, um, I think they are in a better spot and maybe even end up winning game two and uh, put all the pressure on Vegas. But as I said in the opener, that's what good teams do. They capitalize on mistakes, and the Golden Knights did. And uh, so that is why we are headed to the XL Energy Center with the series 1-1 instead of 2-0 for the Wild. So main point, I thought Talbot was great again. 
just uh, not as good as Marc-Andre Fleury as, uh, as was the case in Game 1. Second star of the night, I'm going to go with Matt Dumba, who had an individual standout effort in uh, Game 2. He had uh, eight blocked shots, which was a single-game franchise uh, postseason record uh, for the Wild, and uh, also had the lone goal for the Wild as well. Dumba was definitely uh, ready to play in Game 2, and that was uh, really fun to see, really fun to see a guy like Dumba really step up and, uh, and take over a game. And speaking of stepping up and taking over a game, unfortunately had nothing to show for it, but our first star of the night for last night's game was Kevin Fiala, who, as we alluded to, as I alluded to with Brett Marshall in our Keys to Game 2 episode this week, Fiala and his line mates needed to uh, to step up a bit from their Game 1 performance to Game 2, and Kevin Fiala was the best player on the ice for the Wild in last night's game. Uh, a ton of scoring opportunities. He was just flying up and down the ice. Unfortunately, came up empty. No, uh, no goals for him. Um, he'll get his opportunity. If he continues to play like that, he will get his opportunity, and uh, he'll get at least one here. Coming up, my my guess is that he'll get at least one at home. Hopefully three or four. That'd be awesome too. But uh, we'll take one at least for uh, Kevin Fiala so that he plays more inspired hockey uh, like he did last night. So Kevin Fiala is your first star of the night for Game 2 for the Minnesota Wild, followed by Matt Dumba, the second star, and Cam Talbot, the third star for the Minnesota Wild. Just some final observations as we wrap up here for today. As mentioned, I know uh, there are a lot of people probably frustrated with the result of last night's game, but let's not lose focus of the fact that the Golden Knights are the higher seed in this series. They're the two seed. They were the number one seed in the West for pretty much uh, the entirety of the season until the last week, and uh, they play incredibly well at home, and the Wild were able to steal a game from them in which... Marc-Andre Fleury was absolutely bonkers. They stole a game in Game 1. They played as the better team in Game 2 and lost. Heading to the XL Energy Center, if the Wild simply take care of business in both games, they head back to Vegas with a 3-1 lead and a chance to close out the series. And if you wanted anything more than that, I don't know what to tell you because this was not going to be a sweep. This This series will likely go to seven games. So there is a chance that the Wild lose one of these at home. But at the same time, they have played incredibly well, 19-2-2 over their uh, their last handful of games for the Wild at home. So it's going to be tough for Vegas, and uh, I think the Wild look to respond in Game 3 after what we saw uh, in that just that blip that the Wild lost focus in uh, in Game 2. So uh, again, I, I am... Happy with where the Wild are at um, through the two games, and I can't wait to see what this team does for an encore in Game 3. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. We've got a treat for you tomorrow, a couple of special guests joining to help us preview Game 3 between the Wild and Golden Knights. So make sure to check that out tomorrow on uh, another episode of Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow and check out Locked on Golden Knights for some intel into Vegas heading into Game 3 of the series. Make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Also on Twitter, at Locked on Wild. 
And you can follow me on Twitter as well at Seth Topes. Have a great rest of your day. Get some sleep. Gear up for Game 3 of the series tomorrow. And uh, we'll have all of the breakdown you could possibly want on another episode of Locked on Wild.